people, even I think at our age, who are first generation college grads. Mm -hmm. So there's like always an expectation that you're going to college. Yep. So then you leave college and it's like, oh, right. I go straight into corporate America. And I think for our generation, once you're in corporate America for an extended period of time, it literally feels like you're in a haze. Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. I bought the night spot. Uh, stock brokers. Yeah, that's a vibe. Come on. That's how you know it's classic music. The bank yet bounce. You're definitely showing your age now. <laughs> Which is very fitting for today's podcast. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. How you doing, man? Man. Took us a minute to get here. Bro. I know he's going to make it. This is like the podcast <laughs> that almost never happened. Like, so, basically, it took us 47,000 hours. It seriously did. To figure out why the camera that we're looking at right now <laughs> would not record the video. I have a 128 yeah. gigabyte memory card. Yeah. And I had like two gigs being used. And it said it didn't have enough space on yeah. the memory card. We had to so, reference a 12-year-old's YouTube video. Right. Who was pretty helpful. I mean, he was extremely... Yeah. Helpful. Sharp, sharp young kids. So we, anyways, we made it. We made it. And we're here, you know, <laughs> thousands of hours later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Man, I'm so excited. So what are we talking about today, Mel? You know, I so I, I, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit the last time, but yeah. I was pre my birthday. Yeah. So March 9th, shout out to Biggie, RIP. Yeah, Biggie. Out. Yeah. Already, um, even though I was more. Shout more out to Bow Wow. Powerful. Me and Bow Wow, huh? little Bow Wow. Well, I don't think people call him little Bow anymore. Um, whatever. He's still little though. <laughs> Bow so. Wow, I'm not having the same birthday as well. Oh, well, that's, I guess I that's something. It's, I mean, I guess I'm kind of in good company, Biggie and Bow Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Well, lean, lean, lean on the Biggie though. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to March 9th, 88 was a good year, turned 31. Thank yeah. God for another year around the sun. Dope, dope, a lot dope. of blessings on blessings on blessings. And I feel like I'm in in my 30s Yeah, because yeah, when you're 30, it's like, oh, just 29 last year. Just 29 year. last year. You know but now I mean? you're in your 30s. I'm, so, I'm like fully invested. Yeah, and I always joke with Madge because she's like a couple months older than me. I'm like, yo, you're old as dirt. Like, you're 32. <laughs> like, I'm 31. <laughs> like, especially when I was 29, like, I really rode that hard. Even though I'm turning. I mean, 29, you rode that, like, like to the wheels. Yeah, I'm in my twenties still. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. But now you're in your. Actually, technically, once you turn 31, you're closer to 40 than you are 20. Yeah. Like you know how on when you fill out forms, it's mm-hmm. like 25 to 29, mm-hmm. and then it's like or 29 to 30, then or 25 to 30, and then it's like 31 to 41. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh shit. <laughs> I'm in that, like, I'm in that, I'm in that now. bracket now. Which so let's talk about it. Like yeah. Thing I don't know. I feel like once you like when I was a kid or when I was like in my early 20s. 30-year-olds seem so old. Seems so far. Right? I think the last time we, we caught up on the podcast, one of my theories was that our connection to, to like, social media. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, you, you know what I mean? That. It's yes. like, that's what kind of makes us not yes. seem as old. And I feel like I'm pretty accurate about that, but I'm also not 
naive enough to, to say that, well, now that we're here, we're 30, I'm kind of like just biased to the fact that I don't want to claim being old. But yeah. I do feel like it's different, though, you know? It's different. Um, Everything's different, right? Yeah. Like, how you experience life. Yeah. How you experience relationships. Yeah. How you experience or even think about, like, your money and health yeah. and mental health and, like, your physical health and your financial health. Yeah, there's just a variety of things. Like, like well, at least, like, once you hit 30, it's like, okay, I, I'm a real adult now. Like, I have yes. to actually, like, make smart decisions. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you should have been doing it before, but, like, 30 is like, okay, I got to stop playing around. Yeah. So let's just throw one out. Like, so I feel like 30, a lot of times people put pressure on you. Like, you should already have certain things figured out, right? Yeah. So, like, even, like, growing a family and, like, children, right? Maybe let's back up. Let's say... Like marriage, in a relationship. Yeah, marriage and relationships, yeah. right? So, yes. like, you're 30. What is that supposed to look like versus maybe what does it actually look like for most yeah. people? So, what are your thoughts? Well, I even think that it's different male and female at yeah. 30, right? And from a relationship and marriage perspective, I feel like as women, like, the moment you come out and you, it is like they slap your butt. I don't know if doctors still do that anymore, but I feel like they used to, like, slap your butt. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that. that like, I don't remember my butt being slapped, but, yeah. But it's like the moment you come out and, like, sorry if this is so graphic, but, and it's, and they realize you have a vagina, you're literally groomed to be a wife and a mom. Yeah. It's like, that's, ex- that's your fundamental purpose in life yeah. is to only be that. Yeah. And so... While boys who grow into men are kind of like, you know, be ambitious. Like, you know, boys will be boys. Like, date around. Like, just, you know, (laughs) you know, sow your wild oats. I made me think about the coming to you. you Exactly, yes. Sow your royal oats. Exactly. And then you come back and marry. (laughs) Right, right, Um, right. But if a woman does that, she's definitely... Bust down, Tatiana. You're Tatiana. (laughs) Which we should not know all the lyrics. I I just know the chorus. I just know the chorus. You just know the chorus. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's kind of the expectation. And and please be clear, I subscribe to that, to marriage, to motherhood. I want to be a mom and a wife. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that that becomes your sole focus. So I think once you kind of ease in to your 30s, you embrace it in a different way. You know what I mean? Like you embrace, like, I want to choose my partner i want and i would say you know being 30 in present day i want us to have a partnership and it's Mm -hmm. not you're the man of the house you know it's we 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 have equal equity here okay (laughs) you know so so let's unpack that a little bit though because in in my good friend emily shout out to emily we did a podcast together uh several months ago Uh and we didn't do a podcast on this topic but she's often bringing it up Mm -hmm. and it's this it's this concept of like Okay, so from a traditional standpoint, mm-hmm. like what is like it's almost like some men want certain things traditionally, yeah. and some women want certain yeah. things traditionally. But we live in a very different era. Yeah. Right? So if you think about it, like I guess her her big argument or perspective is like why 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 are we splitting bills and I'm still having to work? Mm. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like like I'm still having to work and I'm doing all this. Why why are we splitting bills? Why are we you know? And I'm still expected to do like the domestic stuff and all that. It's like well. We got to pick a side, right? And I think her, her other layer on top of that is, I guess, ain't shit dudes or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, so we, not only am I working, splitting bills, which you basically, her, her definition, we're a roommate, glorified roommate, and you still out here doing dirt. Like, so I'm just like, oh, okay, Yeesh. well, that's, like, I, I get it. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's, we have to really unpack that conversation because 
my my thing is to her defense, right? If I'm a man or a woman, right, and a woman specific, specifically saying she wants equal, yeah, right? so like I want to be treated equal, I want it to be a partnership. But then you have some women that say, all right, well, I still want the traditional aspect of you paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. She said you want to equal though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if we're in this different area, you got to embrace that too. So. My vantage point is if we're splitting and doing this and doing that, I'm I'm all I also don't have the expectation that you're super domestic, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to mop and clean yes. and do all the dishes yourself. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with us sharing the load. Okay. But I feel like it can't be a one sided thing where you, you know, want to be this new age woman, yeah. but then also is are like, Well, can you pay all the bills? Like, nah, like you working, you out here getting to the bag too. So like what's up? Hmm. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that I'm a little bit in the middle, right? I think there are certain elements I'm incredibly traditional about unapologetically. Yeah. I think that a man should still, like, take out the trash. Yeah, for you know sure. What I mean, like, I, I agree. Think, Check. You know, like, I think there are those kind of, like, housekeeping that are traditionalist kind of philosophies that I subscribe to. I agree. And, I, however, when it comes to finances and the workload, personally... I, I am split. A half of me, I do want to work, right? Yeah. Like I think that when I'm, you know, when me and my partner make that step, I, I feel like it's fair to share the finances. You know what I right. mean? Like, okay, I'm gonna pay the cable bill. You got the mortgage. Oh, so, <laughs> okay, so I got the, the three thousand dollar mortgage, and you got the eighty dollar cable bill, which you just cut off because you said we should use Netflix and Hulu. Like I don't. Like y'all gotta pick a side. Y'all gotta pick a side. That's not fair. So so let me get this straight. Right? <laughs> You're gonna go out, make your own money, be a be a girl boss. Is that yeah. a thing? Girl boss, boss babe. <laughs> Do that, right? But your money is for you, basically, is what you're saying. Your money's for you. What's wrong with that? No, I guess but the problem that I have is like Equality is equality across the board, right? So right. it's like, I mean, it's our money. It's not like I, in my mind, I'm not hiding anything. Not hiding it, but you're using it for you. I mean, what do you mean by that, though? I mean that my money, most of it, is obligated for. It's going to be obligated for the bills, the mortgage, the the big stuff, right? Yeah. That we both share. Yeah. From and yours is obligated to maybe the cable bill and shopping, <laughs> right? And travel and whatever else you want to do. And my thing is, I'm cool with that. Yeah. If, right. You, then you're carrying the domestic load, mm, right? But then you say, well, "I'm working. I can't do all. The, I can't do all the domestic." Well, stuff. I agree. I agree with you on that. I, I feel right. like it should, but I think modernize the, the domestic role. Does that mean the expectation is I come home from work every day and I'm expected to have dinner on the table by seven? Is that the the, the domestic role I should be honoring? No, I think I think every couple has to ha- have whatever their happy medium mm-hmm. medium is. But I feel like it can't be this. Well, as a man, you should take care of the bills and the household, but and, and then, but I'm gonna work. But because I'm working, I'm not doing domestic stuff, and and, and I'm working, and my money goes for me. Like, well, let I mean? me say this though. That's not fair. I do believe, kind of going back before we get to marriage, I think from a relationship perspective, it is imperative to have those discussions before you get married. Absolutely. So I think there you should start there. But I think once you kind of get into what you're describing, I think that's a case-by-case basis. My biggest takeaway mm-hmm. is that as a man, you're the provider. However we want to, like, you know, slice it and dice it, whether we split 50-50, we can have a discussion about it. How Because what, what, what I don't think is beneficial or healthy in a marriage um, 
is someone to be uncomfortable or to feel that they're not being heard or they're right. not being valued. Yeah. So if as the man you're saying, hey, I don't like this arrangement. We need to go 50-50. You need to do this. You need to do that. Or I feel you need to do this. We can have a conversation. Yeah. I, I just like the But just you need to be the provider. That's the... That's what, the provider of what? The house. <laughs> what does that mean, though? But I think that means, yeah, you should be willing. Like, there shouldn't, it, whether or not I pay a bill shouldn't matter because as a man, you're the provider. So as, as that requires you to provide for our household, which entails the bills. <laughs> but that's such a skewed logic because here's the problem. The problem is this, right? The problem is here's the modern day woman. Okay, the modern day woman is I'm building a business. I'm doing. I'm a boss babe. I'm doing all this stuff. Like, is that even a thing? Like, boss babe? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like poo poo like, on that. But like I just I'm think doing, it's kind of corny. But no. I'm doing all this stuff. Shout out right? to the boss babes. Right. I'm doing all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I can't cook. Like, or really, or I can't carry the domestic load. Or we need a nanny. Okay. But where in that equality, because now you're working and your time is now split between work and your ambitions or whatever, where in that means that your money is for you? Like you see, what, you see what I'm saying? Like how, like if the the male was the provider because the, he was at work and the woman was at home traditionally, right? Was at home taking care of domestic duties. What I don't think is fair is that the woman is working that she has to take care of all those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. What I don't agree with is if we're both working. That all of my hard-earned money has to go for all the I bills. I think that's fair. Right? I'm aligned with that. Especially yeah. if we're, if I'm saying, let's share the domestic duties, or because we both out here getting to it, let's hire the person that does our meal prep, or let's yeah. hire the person yeah. that's cleaning our house yeah. every now and then, right? I yeah. think that's fair. I think the disconnect is... I think the man should just have the lion's share. We still don't agree. You don't feel that way? I, it's, it's, not that I don't, it's not that I don't agree with the logic. I just feel like the woman shouldn't, like it shouldn't be an expectation. Like if the man, mm. the man like says, you know what? As a man, right? I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely beat my chest. I'm not gonna hit that. What Tarzan? Oh. Um, George of the Jungle. <laughs> I prefer that. Um, yeah, but it's just like I, I don't feel like it should be an expectation because mm-hmm. if I'm in here washing dishes, if I'm in here helping with the kids, if I'm in here cleaning too. So you're like 50-50 down the middle. Mm-hmm. But not fifty-fifty down the middle from a vantage point of like, let me, this is nuanced. Not like. You we have you have to pay fifty percent of the mortgage. I have to pay fifty percent of the mortgage. Like we make this total amount of money in our household. Mm-hmm. I might make more than you, or vice versa. I'm not a man that's insecure. Like the woman can make more if that's how mm-hmm. the cookies come, mm-hmm. right? The total amount of money that's coming to the household is this. For the betterment of the household, we allocate that equally, right? Not necessarily the share of who makes what, but if our household is bringing in all this amount of money. We're allocating that total amount for everything that the household needs, right? Which means we might have an equal amount of money for shopping. We might have mm-hmm. an equal amount of money for I can get travel. down with that. You know I what I mean? I can get down with that. I think that's that's the point mm-hmm. that I'm saying. It shouldn't be like, I make this and you make that. And because it is, like, we should split 50-50. And obviously, there should all, and if that was the case, there should be thoughtful considerations mm-hmm. about how much the person does make. And it should be a percentage base if, if the person makes less, right? I can concede They that. shouldn't have to pay that's fair. 50% of the mortgage if they make 50% less than you. Right, obviously. Yeah. So the- I just think it become where I, I, I where I think women often get defensive is that when you like pivot to the second part of that discussion, which is, which is childbearing, mm-hmm. there's no fifty percent in that. Sure. <laughs> there's only one person that becomes a full on four story home. Four story. <laughs> I- 
of a life. Okay. And so I think that when you kind of like get in the second layer of that, I find that many times, and I think that the culture is evolving where men have become more domestic in that mm-hmm. regard, and you yeah, have sure. stay-at-home dads. Right. And guys carrying a little Yeah, which I think is, in, like, it is so beautiful to me to see that. Right. Like, you know, divvying up, taking kids to school and whatnot and et cetera. So I think that in those regards, that shows progression, and I think that can relieve a little bit of the pressure of a woman to feel the brunt of, like, you want me to do 50-50, you want me to be adjust to this, like, you know, 50-50 perspective, but when it comes to childbearing, it's all on me. And I think that's been the kind of... Well, that's, that's just science, right? Like, I mean... I, but not just all on me, just in the, in the actual physicality of it, but, like, the woman is always the one to go to the parent-teacher conferences. The woman is always the one to, like... But I think manage the schedule. The woman's always the one to be the primary caregiver. Well, that well, that's again, that's historically right. right? That's my that's what I'm saying. So, so I think that we've like we're progressing in that, right. which can allow the I think as a woman to feel a little bit more of like okay, I can concede to that argument what right. you're saying because now when we get into part two of this childbearing. You're gonna be fifty fifty on that too. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't expect you to, you know, be the only one changing diapers. Right. And right. All that kind of stuff. Right. And so I guess for me, the first thing we, we need to realize is not it's not fifty fifty. It's a hundred a hundred. Right. Mm. And we also need to realize that the pendulum swings. Mm-hmm. Like it's the reason why it should always be a totality conversation and not like fifty fifty is because there's gonna be periods in life where. The man, the man might have to do more based upon that season, and the woman might have to pick up the slack in another season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for example, even in my relationship, I went through. There was a season when I had some health challenges, and Madge had to really be there for me, mm-hmm. right? And there was a season when she had some health challenges, and I had to really be there for her. So like, mm-hmm. it's not a fifty-fifty thing. It's like yeah. we're just gonna make sure in total that we're always good. Yep. Right. It doesn't matter like how much of it is coming from you or how much of it's coming from me for the betterment of this relationship, for the betterment of this union and for the betterment of our household goals. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, most of the stuff that you do as a couple is going to be together anyway. Right. 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 So if it's a household, we say we want to go to Jamaica this year, Dubai, we want to get a new house. We need a new car. Yep. Right. Like that's, that's the, that's for the betterment of the whole house. Yeah. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter that, Oh, well, Technically, based upon what I make, I'm, I'm paying X amount of dollars for that. And that's technically your new car. You driving it, like, you know what yeah. I mean? In three years, it's gonna be, the shoe's going to be on the other foot, and you're going to need a new car. Yeah. So it, yeah. Has, it can't be this tit-for-tat thing where it's like, I'm paying 50-50, so, you know, this guy has to do more. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, don't, I just don't subscribe to that. So let me kind of, I, I want to circle back to that, but I guess pivot a little bit for me on how do you feel you approach friendships in 30, you know, then, mm-hmm. but I, how do you feel like you've, you've approached them in 30? Well, a lot more intentional, yeah. right? Because it's just like, nobody has time to be out here just like getting random friends. You don't yeah. know their intentions, their ambitions, but I'm also not, I don't also don't subscribe to the no new friends logic. Yeah. Either because when we have this podcast, if I yeah. subscribe to that logic, yeah. right? Yeah. So you meet great new people and you, you know, you grow and develop, but I just think they're, you, more quickly you have to like evolve to the conversation of like okay what, what's what's going on here right yep like, what's the mutual value add not because yeah. you're looking to get something out of it but it's like you are looking yeah to something out of it, right like yeah. we're 30 and we don't have time to just be playing around you know what i mean whether it's a, a relationship with like a somebody you're trying to date or a friend yeah you know you have to be intentional about what you expect from that relationship what they bring to the table yeah. what you bring to the table 
Um, so I just approach it just understanding like where they're at in life. Yep. And how does that align with where I'm at in life? Yeah. And I think is there synergy, you know? I, I think what the word that really stuck out to me is the it's a it's a hyper level of intention by the time sure. you're thirty. Like mm-hmm. you think about your teens into like high schoolish times, into college, into your early twenties. I think there 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 was this idea of like more friends the better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like having being able to just have a significant and confusing network with like friends. Right. You know what I mean? Quantity over yeah. quality. Yeah. And I think once you get to thirty, I too echo the sentiment of like dead to no new friends idea, but more of there's a there's just so much more of a, a level of intention. Sure. There's a level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. There's a deeper level of trust. Yep. And I think that there's a deeper level of like lifelongness. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like you sure. just feel like these are the people that from here on out, like yeah, they're in it like, for they're in it for the like long haul. Exactly. Like I have friends now that I've met probably like late twenties or thirties and it's yeah. like like I've known for much yeah. longer, right? Because yeah. number one, you know a lot more about yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and they've so, been on that journey with you. Yeah, so I def I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I think too, a lot of times it well I'll speak for myself, all my entire life pretty much and more specifically in this phase, my closest friends, none of us live in the same city. Yeah. So I think you find that like you have to prioritize those mm-hmm. friendships still because by the time you hit 30, life can swallow you. Oh, yeah. You have kids, you got marriage, you got bills, you got families, you got just so work. It's so right. many different things mm-hmm. that you have to be conscious and say, you know what, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a minute. Right. I need to call them. Yep. And I think that it's also this fluidity of like, I don't know if you remember this, and maybe this was a girl thing, but like there was this long, I think uh-huh. in 20s and whatnot, it's like, that's my best friend. That cannot be your best friend. And like now, yeah, yeah, I think it's I like, that. who says, like, right, right, right. all my best, all of my friends are my best friends. Right. And we may not talk every day. Mm-hmm. And but they bring different, just, different values yeah. to the table. It's not like, well, you can't have this level yeah, of relationship. Yeah, exactly. That. Now, I definitely remember that for sure. So, what would you say from. The relationship component up into like friendship components are like three key lessons that you've learned between like your 20s and your 30s. Yeah. Um, I would say that to your one of your latter points, like the length of time of the friendship mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily um, highlight the, the depth and the value. Yeah. It, right. Like I've had friends that I've known for almost my whole life. Um, then I have friends that I've known for a couple of years yep. and the friends I've known for a couple of years, we have a much more deeper you know, yeah. um, relationship. Right. Yeah. So that's definitely a key takeaway for me there. Um, don't, don't feel bad about the red flags and the energy, right? Mm. Like if, if like, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is like, if who they are at this point in your life where you've evolved to, they haven't grown with you or mm. if every time that's they call, tough. right. Or if every time yeah. they call it's like, I don't want to answer the phone. Yeah. Like, why, you got to lean into that feeling. It's like, yeah. why is it that I never want to answer the phone when they call? Dang, you know what I'm saying? that's why, real. Like, why is that? Yeah. If the relationship is more of a burden, like you're just basically propping it up for the sake of tenure. Yes. Does it make sense? Or do you have an adult conversation? That's it. Or do you have an adult conversation and say, you know, like the energy's off, bro. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know how you have that conversation, but yeah. 
Like, if it's not there, it's not there. You can't feel guilty about that. That is tough. You got to trust the yeah. energy. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust the energy. What about you? What are, what's, the, what's the takeaway? Man, that would hit me like top pile of bricks, as they used to say. When you, um, see, when you see their number, it's like the bill collector. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't know how true it is. You know, I don't know how true it is, but I heard now, like, if someone FaceTimes you, like, if you pick up the phone, like, before you answer it, like, they can start to hear you before you actually hit, like, answer. I don't know how true that is. Like, oh, before wow. you like, accept it. So it's like, you're like, damn, I want to talk to someone. So, like, they can hear that. That's what I yeah. heard. I don't know how true that is or if that's a setting that we can <sighs> change. But I heard, like, if someone's trying to FaceTime you, they can start to hear you. You are talking. They can start to hear you before you answer. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of scary. I hope that's not true. That's not scary. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would totally piggyback off of what you said, but I would say um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is like to thine own self be, be true, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think as it relates to relationships and friendships, we oftentimes, or I will speak for myself, chameleon to those people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship and that nigga really likes um, <laughs> Young Jeezy, you're like, oh my God, I love yeah, Young Jeezy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or that girl is like, you know, always trying to be partying and turning up. You're like, oh my God, we going out tonight. Bust Even down, though that's, Tatiana. Yeah. <laughs> I like that's the theme song episode. <laughs> Bust down, Tatiana. <laughs> Can we say that at 30? Can we say that at 30? Can we just be like, ooh, that's a Tatiana. That's funny. But I think that when you get older, you just become more true with yourself and you're like, yeah. no, I actually don't want to do that. You know what's interesting? It's almost like this this idea of compartmentalization. It's yeah. like, should you have to compartmentalize? And I struggle yeah. with that because part of me is like, almost like the fam- the friends that are family because you've known them so long mm-hmm. or family. It's like, okay, cool. This is just who they are and I have to kind right. of compartmentalize. Yeah. But is that fair? Like, should I have to like, not be myself at all times Man. because yeah. this is who you are or should yeah. I be unapolog- unapologetically myself, Yeah. right? And then it's kind of like two things happen. Either one, when you're yourself at all times, if it makes someone uncomfortable, either they're going to be forced to level up, yes. right, which is good for them and good for you, or yeah. they're going to fade to black. George, that's rich. Right? That's rich, rich. That's rich, rich. Didn't yeah, we feel have a song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what it says? How'd it go? Oh, she you got rich, rich, rich. rich. Yeah. Something like that. I graduated and they call me Big Fish. That's how you know we we thirty because like we struggling to connect the dots in the lyrics. But um, but nah. So like that's my thing. It's like either you're gonna mm. they're gonna you're gonna force them to level up, yeah, or they're gonna fade to black. Mm. It's like they're gonna see like oh that's what he's on now versus you boiling yourself back down to their level because yeah. you don't want to make them feel insecure or yeah. people really appease their insecurity. That's yeah. all you're really doing. Yeah, and that doesn't serve them. Well, either. is it wrong though to be able to have what if you're always being authentic and it's just different parts of you that rise of your authenticity? So, like, give, for give me an example. So, you're with your work friends. Yeah. And you're 100% you with your work friends. Yeah. But you might not be like, nigga, let me tell you about this. Code switching. But you, yeah, but you don't necessarily mean, and they can be black yeah, so, too. Yeah, so, so it's levels of your authenticity. Yeah. Or more so like an onion. Like, you just, you just reveal and peel back certain yeah. aspects based upon. Yeah, I think. I think a certain amount of that is fair, mm-hmm. right? I think more so what I'm speaking about is like you could be that, you know, girl or however y'all do. Like, but can you do you that just, again? Was it like? I, I'm not gonna repeat that. That's a one and done. But it is recorded, so you you can rewind it and watch it. Um, but like you can, but like the relationship either just isn't there anymore. Yeah. Or certain aspects of you trying to be authentic will intimidate them or make or reveal aspects of their mediocrity. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, let's just say you love it up and you just close a new deal and you did this and you did that and the person just has not making any moves, right? Yeah. That might make them feel insecure. So that's that's more so what I'm speaking of. Not necessarily like your demeanor and how relaxed you are around certain people because I get like in certain settings, you know, you yeah. got to turn it up or turn it down. Yeah. But, you know, let's take, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, let's talk about some other elements like yes. career. Yeah. Um, just health yeah. and just like adulting in general, like yes. what it means to be that. Yes. Poster. Yeah, I'm with it. All right. Should we close out with Jay Z? Why not? Yes. And now for your sponsored commercial. This podcast episode is sponsored by Capitalize. Capitalize is a boutique financial planning firm serving entrepreneurs of high growth companies. We also have investment management services for all. Plan precisely, invest intelligently, capital-wise. Welcome back to your recorded podcast. You act cool. Be gone. On. Remember people used to do that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's throwback for real, for real. <laughs> All right, guys. And we are back. All right, so let's let's keep unpacking this being thir- in your 30s, right? In your like 30s. Closer to and you 40. got a birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April 7th. Shout out oh, to Oh, that's Aries. my best friend's birthday. Your best friend's dope. Oh, wow. Know. Don't even know her, but she's Wow. Dope. Shout out to Michelle Jessica Gay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What is she doing for her birthday? She's in Charlotte? No, she's actually going to be working, I think. She oh. lives in Kansas City. Well, it's a Sunday. Columbia. Well, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So let's unpack some more of this uh, being in your 30s, yeah. closer to 40 than you are 20. Yeah. sounds so crazy to say. Do you want to go into the career or should we go into adulting or health? Uh, let's go, I mean, whatever. What do you think? I feel like career is so wild in 30. Yeah. yeah. It's mad crazy. Yeah. Because I think you literally are groomed your whole like, life to go to college. And mm-hmm. there's like, for the most part, it's, it's, not an, it's not really an option. Right. You know what I mean? There's whether you are in the class of the haves or the haves-nots or right. the less than the less than. There are so many people, even I think at our age, who are first-generation college grads. Mm-hmm. So there's like always an expectation that you're going to college. Yep. So then you leave college and it's like, oh, right, I go straight into corporate America. And I think for our generation, once you're in corporate America for an extended period of time, it literally feels like you're in a haze. Yeah. Because you're caught in between, I'm supposed to be in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I've been, this has been what I've been preparing for. Right, room for. But also, I feel like I have a passion. I have something mm-hmm. that's more entrepreneurial that I'm supposed to be, that I feel is my purpose. Sure. And I'm caught in between the middle. Yeah. Yeah, so being someone that has been on both sides of the coin, currently on the entrepreneurial side, I think there's a lot of things that play into it, right? One is exposure, right? Mm-hmm. I remember like talking to like my wife's grandparents and or just me and her talking and realizing that a lot of the things that they didn't do mm-hmm. was because they just didn't have any exposure to it. Like mm-hmm. now, with the click of a button, we can see what it looks like in Europe or yeah. Africa or whatever, yeah. right? They just didn't know, right? Yeah. So that's why they didn't leave. It's like it's the unknown. Yeah, right? but we yeah. have so much visibility. And I think it's the same, the same holds true for like entrepreneurship. Like mm-hmm. for is like starting a business and. Or, you know, the famous phrase, like, you, you can't make money doing that. Like, you, you can't go to school and be a dance major. Or, like, mm-hmm. and there's so many, like, ways to make money now, like, doing what you love. Like, it sounds cliche, but there's there's kids that make millions of dollars streaming video games on YouTube. I've heard of this. It's, like, on Twitch. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just doing the silly, not say silliest, but they're making more money than me to make millions. Um, just making money doing what they love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we live in a different era. Yeah. And so it's like, I think we really just have to lean in. I feel like we're in a very interesting generation because mm-hmm. we were, we saw all this happen before our eyes. Like we know yeah. what it's like to be outside riding the bikes you know, not have internet really. Like, we yeah. know that world, and we also know what it's like for the internet to completely transform our world. Yeah. Right? So we're the, we're the best spot because our parents' generation... Wait, Doc, what was your AIM name? Did you have AIM? I did. I can't I can't even remember what it was. Do you remember how, like, pressed you would be to get home and be like, get off the phone! Get off the phone, yeah. And be on AIM. And yep. it was that little guy in the yellow. As soon as you saw it, it was like, ah! We in here. We, we lit. We lit. Yeah. And so, like... That's funny. I remember that distinctively. <laughs> what was I saying? Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> we know what it's like to be yeah, in Yeah, so like we're in a very this, unique spot because yeah, like the, the, power, the new kids, yeah. all they know is the internet, right? So they don't even understand the old guard. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, why would it, Why would you work right. um, and do that kind of crazy stuff when you can make money online yeah. and build your own platform? Why would you do that? And the old gener- older generation before us, it's like, that is, you know, that's finicky. Stay in a job for 40 you gotta years. got to stay in a job. Yeah. So like, we're, we're like... Caught, yeah, of yes. both, right? Yeah. We know, me think about that J. Cole song. I'm, I'm little bro, I'm big bro, all that once, you know, what I'm yes, saying? I'm caught in the middle, yeah, caught in the middle, like literally, that's how I feel, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like I can relate, which also is why we can relate because we were we saw it all happen before our eyes, yes, so we can understand like what they understand, but we also still have this affinity and understanding for just how it used to be, yeah, and how do we bridge that gap, right? But specifically, bringing it back home to career, it's like I think you just have to like. Follow your heart, but at the same token, like don't feel compelled and obligated mm-hmm. to pursue something entrepreneurially just because that's what a lot of people, a lot of people yes. do. Yes, right? it's like there's still nothing wrong with you know finding a really great job and buying into the company culture yeah. and having a passion as a hobby. Like it's not all about monetization. If you love your job, love your job, yeah. right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean you can't have a hobby or something that you do outside of work or have a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be full time entrepreneur. Yeah. It just means you have an opportunity to explore that or scratch that itch. Yep. Um, and whether that turns or manifests to something more than a side hustle, great. Um, but if it doesn't and you enjoy your job and your career, yeah. that's, that's okay. I think the challenge that I see is almost like job shaming. Yeah. Like your job, the famous quote, yes. your your job pays you a check as a bribe to, to give up <laughs> on your dreams. Yeah. Like, no, idiot. If anything, it's like going to help you sustain it. Yeah. Because here's the flip the dark side of entrepreneurship that no one talks about. Right? The dark side is that it's hard as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and anybody can start a business. Hey, people launch shit every day. Yeah. Anybody can launch something, but to sustain and grow something, like, I work three times harder now than I ever did when I worked in corporate America. Dang. And it's cool, like, because I signed up for that. But here's the, here's how it shifts, right? In the beginning, you do way more work than you get paid for, but it's setting you up to for, to, for the complete opposite, like mm-hmm. when you're mid-30s, late-30s, maybe early 40s, depending upon when you start, mm-hmm. where in corporate America, the bigger you climb, the more workload you get. Yeah. Right? So for me, it's like I'm starting out and yes. I'm having so much work because I'm everything That's to everybody. That's a very good point. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm yeah. everything to everybody. Then my business grows and now I hire this person. My business grows and I hire this person. My business grows and I hire that person. And now... I've strategically delegated the mm-hmm. vast majority of the work, and now I'm just emphasizing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, not emphasizing. Now I'm just focused on the vision, yeah, right, and delegating yeah. all the work. It's like that Diddy clip that he posted the other week is like, 
he just wants to focus on his creative genius. Like he pays everybody else, so he don't have to do shit. Yeah. You know well, and I think, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I was, I'm a product of that. I think yeah. that, like, I was like, you know, I had these, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur and. To be completely frank with you, like I have entrepreneur ideas and dreams and aspirations, but I like working. Like I like being in kind of a more formal work environment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, but you feel sometimes the pressures of of like the corporate space that like, ah, I hate this place. Um, Can you do that again? (laughs) You can rewind it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, immediately going into entrepreneurship as, yeah. as more of a vacation. You know right. what I mean? Work for myself. So yeah. Oh, Every time I hear that BS. It's <laughs> and that. it's not real. And I, and I respect entrepreneurship so much. And I also know myself at 31 so much to know that it, it's not for me as a right. full time. Right. Not, not in that capacity. Not in right? that capacity. Right. I can serve. I can help support. Yeah. I can, have it as a hustle yeah. and build it on my own terms, but not necessarily be relying on that to like feed my family. Exactly. I mean? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I get it. I get it. So I, get I don't it. know. Sure. How do you, and, and on the break, I don't know if we had this on a list, but I think that it kind of stems from that. Mm-hmm. Once I think you get in your 30s, even how, I think your idea of fun is so much different. Oh, yeah. So you think about in kind of springboarding off of sure. career and like, I don't, I, this is no shade to anybody that goes to Miami during spring break still at 31 plus. I saw plus. a crazy clip on that, by the, by, the, by the way. I need to see it now. Like, it's, it's, it's actually bad. Like, this is ratchet kids fighting. Yeah. Dude, so, like, it's bad. If you go, if you're over 30 and you want to go to Miami between, like, March and April, like, March and May, rather. Yeah. Like, Shout out to you. Like, that is no shade. And I just whenever, whenever some, that. Whenever someone prefaces something with no shade, you know the shade is coming. <laughs> it's like a whole palm tree. But I just feel like I have zero interest right. in, like, drunken college students that are just falling over. Right. Like, South Beach looks is, like, filled with condoms and just, like... Yikes. It's just, you know, I'm not interested. You know, I feel like our level, like... Give me take like I want. Let's go. Let's go on to yacht week. You know what I mean? That's like, what I'm, are you going to yacht? Is that this year? It's every yeah, year. Yeah, it's every year. Yeah, I want to go to yacht week. Yacht week looks lit AF. I need I need like a a social like chair of my life. Like we like can remind <laughs> me of like all the things we plan for. Like yo, Coachella's coming up and this is coming up. But I even stuff, it's like see it. And I'm like, damn, I want to plan for that. Or I'm South too, by I don't Southwest even, or when you look at stuff like that too, I'm like. And maybe this is bouge, and I don't mean it to be bouge, but like. What is bouge? I'm not that hip. Like what is bougie? It? Oh, like an abbreviation for bougie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> logical. Very logical. I don't mean it to be bouge, but like it's not fun to me to be in Coachella in like the general crowd. Like let's just pay more and get in VIP. Yeah. What is VIP at Coachella? I've never been to. Coachella. You get air conditioning. You get an actual dedicated like spot. Spot. You get like an actual cabana. Yeah. You get better seats to all the performances. Yeah. You get like an actual porta potty. Coachella sounds like a place I need to be in. I'm gonna, I mean, it's it's. I'm gonna put this so in my fun. like my notes of places to. It's go. fun, but do you know like I don't want to go to the cl- to the club or to the bar and I have to stand in line like no yeah you know? no I wish you I'm and I feel you. like your just level of fun. It definitely it changes. Like, changes. I, like I don't understand how people go to the club. Every week, listen to the same music, see the same people, people just standing around, the uh, back that ass up comes on around 12, 15, <laughs> like, 
It's the Tatiana same. Tatiana comes on. Yeah, yeah, and that's a new one, right? <laughs> Bust down. We need to have like a pop up every time it's, we said on the podcast. Do you we, remember from like Scooby Doo? We said it like seventeen times. <laughs> With like she girl the gun she and she's like yeah doing that. Anyway, sorry. Keep it's on. Funny. And so like it's just not it's not the way. Like I mean maybe if you get a sex just a little bit better, but like. I'm just not. That's not my definition no, of fun. Take I can't stay Jamaica. out that type of lady. Take me to Jamaica, which we talked about in the other podcast. Take me to Jamaica. <laughs> Give me a Bob Marley. You know, the drink with the yes. little three colors. Give me about a pina colada. Pina colada, be talking. <laughs> a pool bar, and I'm Gucci. Now yes. I'm on the couch. You know that, that Jay Z picture when he has his do rag on and he on the couch, <laughs> and um, basically like looking like he ain't going nowhere. That's how I be. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going anywhere. No, like, who are who are gonna be over there? Right. AKA, I have no intention. Of. None. None. Y'all still rolling? Y'all still going? Like, hours later. And yeah. that brings me to the point of adulting. Yeah. Like, I think there's certain things at, by the time you're in, in your 30s that you should just, you should just do. You know like, what I mean? Like, what do you think? Like, give me some like examples. you should never, and I might have mentioned this to you before, but like, it's a very big deal for me. I just feel like after 30, you should, there should never be a time where you don't have paper towels and like toilet tissue in your house right like you those are just things you will always need what if you just run out though but there that should never be the case like you should just on extreme if you have like a family of 12 staying with you (laughs) i i can see that happening but if it's just you you know that you have one left right so that should prompt you to be like i should probably go and get another 12 pack yeah, for sure. I just think it's, but it is plausible where it's like, oh, you no, know, make a no, mental George. note, no. make a mental note, and then you just forget to pick it up. No. It's like, shoot. No. no. You should always have those things in your house. I mean, you should. I'm you not should negating not be, that, but I don't, I also don't think it means you're like any less of an adult if you haven't forget. No, you are. You are less of an adult. You're, you're toilet paper shaming. Okay, that's one. <laughs> toilet paper. What else? Must I, you have plus 30 at all times? You should never be like completely out of gas. I agree with that. That's childish. Like, that's childish. Run, running out of gas. <laughs> you know, I, used to I used to do that all the time. Like, push the limit. But my argument was, like, I need to know my car's limit. Like, you know what I mean? I did that too. Yo! I did like, that too! Shout out to South Boulevard, y'all. We were, like, literally running out of gas right there. That shell held me down. That's childish. You know I, mean? I remember being on the way to taking my securities exam <laughs> um, for my Series 65, and I freaking ran out of that's crazy. That is like, crazy. I'm on the highway in a suit, walking to get a little container. I agree. I agree. No rebuttals on that one. Gas. What else you got? I feel like really at this point, like we shouldn't still be pulling the like I fell asleep. You know what in I terms mean? Terms of what? Going out, doing dinner. Like I just think you should be grown up to be like I'm not gonna make a dog. Let's keep it real. No, that's real. Because you sat down, you got comfortable, and you knew there was a possibility you would fall asleep. Yeah. So to be like, girl, I fell asleep. No, you didn't. I think I think the no, only one, only time that's acceptable is if it's a casual setting where like your presence is not like expected. Man, you know, it's not like it's a mm-hmm. dinner. It's Fair. like me, you. You know what I mean? But yeah. It's like we might be going out to so and so later. Yeah. Let me know if you want to slide through. Yeah. And you wake up like, oh shoot, I was kind of thinking about going, but it dozed off. Right, <laughs> watching Blacklist or something. <laughs> You know what I mean? What's one of your favorite shows? Oh, that is a tough. Like, anytime yeah. you need that Netflix recommendation, I got you. So after this podcast, I need you to see I literally Netflix. got you. Movies, TV shows. One that I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, I genuinely threw a fit that they canceled it. What? It's called Friends from College. I've never seen that. It's her 
effing hilarious. Okay. It's a different type of humor. It's yeah. to me like smart humor. Yeah. Um. What is smart humor? Like, for instance, like from a comedian perspective, I, I love Dave Chappelle because yeah. I feel like he his jokes are like real life situations that you haven't thought about that are just like very funny. I got you. Whereas to me, Kevin Hart is just like okay, okay, yeah, and I'm yeah. like that's not funny to me. Yeah, I got you. I'm not gonna lie, like I, I respect his hustle. He's definitely yeah, yeah, no, no shade to him. But I don't. It's find a preference. Particularly like, but like I fell asleep on his stand, his most recent stand up yeah. like three times. Yeah, I just think it's like. It's just too cheesy. Chuck and Javin a little too, bit. Yeah, it's too yeah. cheesy. That's just my personal opinion. Get I, the bag, though. Get the you bag. Know, and I think, sure. you know, shout out to him. Blessings on blessings. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another thing when people like, <laughs> are throwing shade, but shout out, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep... <laughs> yeah, but keep doing your thing, though. <laughs> I just shit it on all of it. But... <laughs> but keep doing your thing. That's hilarious. I think at 30, you shouldn't be drinking cheap liquor. Oh, no. Like, at, you know 20, I mean? at 25, like. <laughs> Bro, like, I'm seriously, like, I remember. Like, no one should be bringing Specka Bur- to the party. Burnett, Smirnoff, what's the other, like, t- super Specka. trash? I didn't even never heard of that. Oh, gosh. Pinnacles, no. people will actually like Pinnacles. No, Pinnacles trash. Pinnacles trash. Oh, or, like, Slate Liquors. Yeah, it was, like, E&J. Yeah. Well, play, play, what about Ciroc, though? Ciroc has flavor. True. Okay. I'll take that. I, I don't like. You like the berry. You mean, you mean like, the uh, three olives. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three olives. Are you talking about Smirnoff used to have, like, holiday mm-hmm. holiday flavors yeah. and me stuff. and my, my my line brother Jason shout out Jay uh, we used to kill some Bacardi Limon though we used to we used to you know, like Bacardi Limon you remember get the accent get the accent Bacardi, George Bacardi Limon Limon <laughs> we used to fuck you that yeah 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 you should just you should not be drinking cheap liquor. nah bruh yeah this is for nah. the fellas fellas 30 plus, no ill-fitting suits. If you Ooh. if you if you must wear a suit for what you do, or you wear a suit because you yeah. should be fly. Yeah. Like, bro, get that joint tailored. Yes. All right, get it to like if you got, yeah. if you walk around with the frumpy suit. Yes, the Steve Hart. Well, Steve Hart the suit game up now, but like the three, <laughs> no three button suits. Like, yes. no vent in the back. No. Like super boxy. Come on, bro. Yeah. If you got yeah. all the J's in the world, but you got the square toe Stacey Adams, like grow up, dude. <laughs> or or you got a job interview. And it's like you pulling out like the dustiest. Like, come on. And for women, you got to have them the right undergarments. Like, you just, you got to invest. And Spanx doesn't mean you're fat. Right. It's just more, it's going to smooth you smooth out. Smooth you on out. Just smooth you out. Why, why did I think about, like, what's that, what's that thing song? Like, moving on up, smooth it on up. <laughs> on the left side. Just smooth it out. Because at, 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 once you get to be 30, that doesn't mean you're fat. It just means that your body, things move a little differently. Gravity. Gravity is just <laughs> a little different. Pulling it down. <laughs> so just get some spanks. I'm like a walking jukebox. <laughs> the titties can still sit. Just make sure you get the right bra. Yeah. Potentially put an undershirt under that to smooth it out. Okay. That's one of my biggest pet peeves when men don't wear undershirts. Like men that and, nip. And, oh. oh they, they, they do what now? Like they're, they're nipping. Like oh. you can see. Like yeah. when they don't wear like a you white a dress shirt. Underneath oh, a yeah, t-shirt yeah. or anything. A, t- a dress, a tank top underneath a t-shirt? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of silly, don't you think? I just feel like I, I can V-neck, see your if I got a man's a nipple t-shirt. through a shirt. I just think that's weird. If I got a V-neck t-shirt on, I'm not wearing a, a tank top underneath. I just, well, I just don't want to see your nipples. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I think it's oh, whatever. I disagree on that one. You should definitely wear a t-shirt underneath your dress shirt. Okay, yeah, that too. But anywho, men, so no ill-fitting suits and shine your dress shoes. Like, too, <laughs> like you're too old about wearing dusty dress shoes. And you women, get pedicures. We, As a men woman, too. 
You should not, like, and I can say this, I used to do this when I was in my younger years. Yeah. You would wear open toe shoes, and you would only paint the first two toes. Mm-hmm. Get the full pedicure. Oh, that's... Just get who, the full pedicure. That's why I was talking about that recently, like, only pay, I didn't know women did that. Yeah. That's childish. Get the full pedicure. So you take the shoe off, and it's only two toenails done. <laughs> Get this little pedicure. Just invest in the Super childish. $25 you probably, you probably go on, on Groupon. Let's, let's move on to like. I'm sorry. That, that, that's great. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> but let's let's like move on to like. I thought we could go on to that for like another hour. We really could. You're right. right. You're right. So um, like. Oh, yeah, one, one last one. Like, okay. And, but this is kind of like permanent. So I don't know how you're going to undo it. <laughs> but if you made a mistake with like a tattoo, like like, a, like a tramp stamp or something. Oh. Should you like look into mm, like getting that removed? Yeah. You should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Okay. I mean. It's it's a thing, or just do not feel like, do not feel proactive in showing it. it no shade, anybody. Who no has, shade, because I'm sure that a lot of people have them, but just you know. Yeah, no, don't show it off. Or like you know, cherries on your like. Yeah. Or, or like, what do you call them? Like thug tats. Yeah, on the neck. On the neck. Which I don't. Yo, like, this you is know. hilarious. You know, with Javin, I'm mutual friend Javin, so he has an older brother that lives in Miami. <laughs> And then if you know anything about you know what I'm going to say is going to be hilarious because Javin is freaking ridiculous, right? <laughs> and so, like, we were down in Miami. He was like, he said it in a way that was serious, but it was so true and it was so funny. He was like, he, he <laughs> so he was like, he at one point in time, he was doing a little bit of work in construction. He was like, and the guy was like, come on, take a picture. He's like, fuck, I'm taking a picture with you. Like 30 years from now, looking like, look at these working, working like slaves. Uh, but that, that, even, that isn't even the point I want to bring up. The point I wanted to bring up is he said, be very mindful of what you do now because everything is documented. Yes. Right? So he's like, so he's like, if you mean to tell me that like Lil Wayne and all these rappers got these fra- crazy face tats. That was tats. crazy. He said like a hundred years from now it's going to be a little kid and look at you in the history books like, mommy, 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 look at the macho, look at the creature. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Seriously. They look crazy. Yeah, like, so like, and again, some of the stuff you just can't undo. Like, yeah, you're right. sometimes you have to like sit with our stuff. You stop, mm-hmm. even if you're young, like, don't make that impulse decision at all times. Sometimes, not. like, just take a moment. Pull like, out. do I really want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Pull out. Pull out. Like, do not make that impulse decision, yo, because it's, it's a yes. yeah, lifetime impact, especially that one. <laughs> at least 18 years. 18 years. At least. But um, let's talk about, like, health stuff. In health, 30s, man. Right? What do you think? I think, honestly, I think by the time you get to 30, like, everyone, if you can afford it, whether it's through your health care or any other means, have to get therapy. Like, I think it is such, and that doesn't mean you're crazy, but I just think, which I think is a stigma, but I think that having an objective outlet that you can just, like, unload on. Yep. It, 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 we take care of every other part of our body that we sometimes I think neglect our mental health. Yeah. And having a like having therapy is so powerful. I don't know how true this this statement is, but it sounds really good and it feels somewhat logical. But um, the state I heard this statement one time and it said the brain is the only human organ that doesn't have its own like waste system, mm, right? In terms of like being able to get yeah. so like once it's there, it's yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, um, that's a very, yeah. Yeah, and again, I don't know how scientifically true that is, but I get the logic. Yeah. And it's just like, and the other analogy that I think about is, if you, I'm a big workout person, as you guys know. We talked about that in the last, <laughs> last podcast. I'm going to work out after this, too. <laughs> um, so shame on you if you haven't worked out today. Um, but, like, if I work out really hard, you know, on Monday, I can, you know, I can 
I mean, not Monday. I can go get a massage or something, you know, mm-hmm. to, or I can foam roll. Right, I can right, go, right, I can right, right. I can do some recovery, right? right? I, I can I can help my body heal. Yeah. So, like, your mind is like a muscle, too. Yeah. And it's like, you have to find ways to, you know, heal your yes. mind, right? And I think therapy, just like physical therapy, yes. right? You need mental therapy. You do. You know, you need a way to, like, process those thoughts and regroup and recalibrate that thing, you know? And as I think being black in America, especially... At our age, I feel like we experience so much trauma. So much. Like trauma. I don't like I have to monitor myself on social. I have to monitor myself on even watching the news. And I'm in PR, so it's my job yeah. to watch the I news. I do not f with the news. Yo. I have Barely. to. I have to monitor. Barely. <laughs> I have to monitor what I watch um, on the news or any. I, I'm. I do. I feel like I'm dating myself, but I don't even like listening to music that's like too much explicit right. content. Yeah, and, sure. and like, I just try and monitor because, to your point, like those things end up manifesting in your. I think in your physical being. I think it affects your sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. I think it affects your dreams, your subconscious. Yeah. And I just think that we don't take enough time to do self care. Mm-hmm. And. That to me is a just tremendous disservice, and, I and agree. It, it's an imbalance. Like you think about, like I often wonder this sometimes about you know our ancestors or our grandparents, mm-hmm. who I would argue had way more trauma than we oh, have, absolutely. who had way more adversity than we had, but they lived longer than us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like our grandparents are. I just watched the news, and I don't know if you remember when that um, black woman went to the White House to see President Obama and First Lady mm-hmm. for her 100th birthday. She's 110. Yeah. And so you're like, they. it had to be more than just how they were eating or working out or, like, any of these other things. They, they had to have... And I'm not saying they had therapy per no, se, but I'm just saying they had other ways of safeguarding their mind. Yes. And I think that that's a great we way to articulate that. That's a, do that. That was a, a very, very great perspective. I think it's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I think most certainly the mind piece, right? It goes back to like the gift and the curse of the yeah. internet, right? Like we have so much access, but that comes with a, with a, with a cost, right? Yeah. Newton's third law of motion for every action, there's an opposite but equal reaction. Yes. All the efficiencies, all the technology, all that we get the benefit from is phenomenal, but we would be very naive to think yes. that that doesn't have some kind of impact. Yes. Like the 5G. Like long term effects. Exactly, right? And so we have to be very mindful of that on our health and our yeah. body, why cancer is crazy, way more prevalent than it was. Don't even get me started on that. You know what I mean? And so, exactly, a whole other conversation. But, like, yeah, it's just a different ballgame. But, especially to your point, though, to keep it um, relevant on the mental health side, yeah. I think they had ways to safeguard, whether it was just by coincidence of lack of access or yeah. so much focus on just surviving yeah. right, and not being exposed to what now really in our day and age is fake trauma. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like FOMO, right? Like yeah. my life sucks because I only get three weeks of PTO and this person seems like they have six. You know what well, I mean? Well, I wouldn't like, say that. I think it's real trauma. I think when you well, look at like... Well, some of it. I'm, I, so definitely compartmentalizing. I mean, we, to your point, like the stuff that we experience and have exposure to in terms of police brutality yeah. and all that stuff, that's definitely real. Yeah. I mean, more so, so maybe what I'm saying isn't trauma, but more so like the things, the stressors, mm, right? Yes, like things, yes. it's fake, fake stress, yes, probably not yes. Trump, fake or trauma. Or self-induced stress. Right, self-induced stress, mm-hmm. but not fake trauma. So to your mm-hmm. point, I, I agree. Like we definitely experience real trauma and we have more visibility as well. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I agree. I also think that, 
you're too old to not have health insurance. Like health insurance. Ooh, speak on it. Like speak I mean, on it. Come on, guys. insurance all together. All together. <laughs> health insurance, car insurance, life insurance, yeah. insurance. Like we're growing now. Yes, like, you gotta invest have in it. Insurance, in yeah. place, Right. If you can have insurance on your iPhone. Listen. You can have insurance on your life and your health. Yes. Okay. Like, come on, we gotta have insurance. And then physical, right? Like, back in the day, you could eat whatever you want yeah. and barely work out because just maybe your natural lifestyle was active because you played sports or you or were a cheerleader. But that ain't the. That it's ain't not the game. when you get thirty, it don't come off like it used to. That ain't the game. So like now, you gotta maintain. You gotta be more intentional about your you health. You do. You gotta read the labels. Read the labels. Read the labels. Because like back then, like to our parents' credit, like again, we have access to way more information. Yeah. Like no one questioned the polydextral methylzine, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? It's like we just, of course they wouldn't put stuff that we shouldn't have. Right. This is just an ingredient yeah. that's required to make yeah. ice cream, even though you would think it's just milk. Yeah. McDonald's know, is not dinner. Like, you're right. We should, I, I, I 100% like work out. And I, I mean, I've, within the last two weeks, gotten more kind of intentional about being consistent and working out. But I think that like even if it's third, like even if it's not to lose weight, you right? Know what just I mean? for your well being, well move being, your body. move your body. We sit too long, we're on our phones yeah. too long. Like that wasn't again opposite but equal reaction. That wasn't yeah. here thousands of years ago. Yeah. So like that in our with us by and large the same beings, right? So we how are we thirty? And I, I have more friends that have health issues at thirty than like my, my grandparents did. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. And they were eighty respectively when they passed. Yep. You know what I mean, and their and theirs weren't their bodies were still fine. Mm-hmm. It was their dementia and you know Alzheimer's. So yeah. we can't have. There should be no reason why we have we have gyms in our building. We have access to so many other gym outlets. Yeah, there's a CrossFit. I feel like on every corner, <laughs> there's a free yoga, free yeah. gym, free this that for a walk outside. That's free. Right. So I think that it's just no. It is no excuse. To be unhealthy, and Absolutely. that isn't weight tied. You know, no, what I, I, mean? I agree. I agree. There's no excuse. Yeah, but we're being honest. Like, it's a whole other conversation. But we also live in an era that's hyper, like, of hyper political correctness, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't think that there's a, not a one size fits all. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I get that. And like, skinny doesn't mean that you're healthy. Yeah. But we also got to admit that like carrying extra and unnecessary weight isn't healthy. We shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't be in this space of just being. I'm not saying we should shame people who are yeah. overweight. We also shouldn't like, I don't know, condone it either, right? Like we should help encourage a healthy lifestyle versus just pandering to like, oh well, we should create this whole new vibe for being overweight because it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like mm. we should help them still appreciate who they are. I'm, I'm trying here. <laughs> appreciate who you are, but understand right. that you should make some positive change, right? <laughs> Or negative change as you lose the weight. <laughs> I think I hear you. And I think that that's my point in that, like, there are so many means that having, being healthy physically, it shouldn't be, you don't have to be 120 a size no, four no, to no, be, no. to be considered healthy. My, my that you know, but I think that being conscious of what you're eating, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how much you're, and even little things that I think we don't even think about, like, you know, drinking alcohol every day, those stimulants People can, really do do that. and it, it can give you, and it's not like you're alcoholic, but you just be like, I have a glass of wine every day. Right. You know what I mean? And those stimulants, um, the amount of calories and just sugar in that are little things that you can think about. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That can really drastically affect 
your health. And I just don't want us, I think, to that end, there's this negative narrative of that, why work out? You can just get surgery. You know what I mean? Just like suck the suck the fat from there and put it in your booty. You know right. what I mean? Or like all these artificial ways of right. stimulating health. And to me, it is not sustainable method. Not at all. And time will promote or expose you. So when you're four <laughs> or that <laughs> right when you're forty, forty five, it's like okay, fifty. Like this person consistently made the right decisions over a period of time, and that's reflected. <laughs> Or this person is like, damn, so that surgery didn't really pan out. And like this, they got black black spots in your butt because the silicone that went bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We just got to do better. We yeah. got to do better. Wait, real, real quick. Like, what is that? The, what's, what's the name of that? Cartoon? Oh, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Oh, that's super cool. No, I thought it looks like something else. What was that other, that other cartoon back in the day? With the train. What's oh, Thomas the Train. Thomas. That looks like Thomas the Train. That was my joint. No, it's not. But doesn't it look like Thomas the Train? It does. I can see where you With the blue? That. Yeah. Yes. I love Thomas the Train. That was my joint. But no, so this this was good though. Like, so I think we covered we covered all of our points. Yeah. Like, we did not cover financial. We didn't cover financial. Uh, I guess. It's have some right. savings. Yeah. Like, have some discretionary funds. Like, really invest. You know right. what I mean? Look at some like what are what are some financial investments like that you can you can consider. Like I just think that we there's this idea, and I'll keep it short. And you certainly have more authority and expertise here. But I think that we were conditioned from our parents and like just save, just mm-hmm. save, just save, just save. And I think that there's so much more layers to being financial healthy, being financially mm-hmm. healthy at 30, other than just saving. Like yeah. understanding credit, like understanding debt to income ratio, like understanding the seriousness of having a good credit score. Like understand, like that to me goes well beyond just save. I agree. I agree, and we're we're far beyond the age, but like like it's childish to live check to check. It is childish. Cut like, it out. Like just live with it. Cut it means. out. You know what I'm saying? Like be responsible. Life can happen. Like you want to make sure that you have a little bit of savings tucked away. Um, but yeah, just I don't I don't want to go too deep down down this. But the more the story, guys, is be responsible. Make smart decisions. Um, delayed gratification, you know what I mean? Because your financial well-being far exceeds the red bottoms, <laughs> the all the clothes in your closet, yeah. like the silly, frivolous spending decisions. So just be responsible. Like at, yeah. at 30 plus, it's time to like, you know what? Level up. Yeah, level up. Level up, level up, level up. You know it's time to level up. So yeah, guys, 30 plus. 30 plus. What does that mean? What does that look like? Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, I did it that time. You did it. You did. I, you did. I don't I've think been, I'm, I've been working on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to Inspired by Cardi B. Shout can we still Cardi listen B. to Cardi B? I feel like we can still listen to Cardi why can't, B. Why can't we listen to Cardi I mean, B? she's like... She's a little ratchet. She's, she's a little ratchet. Ratch, but that's okay. I feel like yeah, we can still okay. listen to Cardi B. We can still listen to Cardi B. Cardi B. I rock with Cardi. Cardi. Team yeah. Cardi. Hashtag Cardi. Gang, gang, gang. Um, but now, thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, until the next time, I mean, what, what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. We'll keep, them pe- we'll keep them guessing. Yeah, we'll keep you guessing. Y'all send us questions and let us know what y'all think. And what yeah. what are some things that y'all, we gave them homework last time. We did. What was the homework? I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, whatever the homework was last time, like, do, do that. And then tell the- us what the, the, what 30, what things are you guys anticipating going into your 30s? Or if you're already at 30, what are just some lessons that you guys have learned? Yeah, I agree. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Until next time, peace. Peace.
thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Achenpong, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.